Hello and welcome to the Banter Podcast. It's me, George Sapnap, once again with our new friend, Chris Parnell. Chris, for people that don't know who you are, because we have a wildly all over the place fan base that just goes on Twitch all day, who are you? Um, well, a lot of people know me from Rick and Morty. I play Jerry, the dad. Um, I also play Cyril Figgis on Archer. Uh, I was on Saturday Night Live for about eight seasons a while back, which probably none of you have seen. No, I'm, I'm um, definitely into Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I've seen yeah. a lot of your work, definitely. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, and then 30 Rock was a show I did for a while, playing Dr. Spachemin. <laughs> but yeah, various, various different things. We actually have a line that we'd like you to say. Um, I can put it in the chat for you, and you can you can look at it and make a decision on if you want to say it or not. This might be okay. the line that you turn down. Keep in mind. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Rick, I will not allow you to bring Morty on another adventure until everyone subscribes to Banter. Yo. Yeah. And you must do it. Do it immediately. Right now. Otherwise, Morty gets no more adventures. And Morty needs these adventures, please. You, do you, would you like to guess where your first appearance was for me? Like, my first time seeing you. I want, I want to see if you would guess it. I feel like maybe there's a world. I'm 24. Okay. Um, would it have been, I don't know, Jingle All the Way? You were, the first time I saw you was Hot Rod. <laughs> oh, Hot Rod. Okay. Yeah, you were in okay. the movie Hot Rod with uh, Andy Samberg and all them. I, yeah. So. Yeah, it makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, okay. Well, uh, yeah. So we are going to, you're already doing a good job talking like Jerry from Rick and Morty for the entire episode, which is what we were gonna ask. Uh, I'm just I actually didn't know. So you just you usually when you voice act, you use your organic voice. Well, you know, it's a lot of it is in the way that it's written for sure. Mm -hmm. And then I I kind of try to modulate my voice a little bit. It's not it's not very different from my own. At least for those. At least for Jerry and 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 Cyril. Um, they're pretty similar to me, but Jerry, you know, Jerry's a little higher pitched yeah. and <laughs> he's, he's a little more compressed than than my voice. I didn't know um, that you were actually Cyril from Archer because I've watched a lot of Archer and also I've watched all of Rick and Morty. Um, and then looking you up the other day, I was like, oh my God, he's Cyril as well. And also I didn't realize <laughs> it was your normal voice because I, I watched some uh, footage of you. I was like... Why is he talking like Jerry? And I was like, wait, he's talking like Cyril as well. What is going on? <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Do you think um, most voice actors kind of do a different voice for characters, right? But, or am I wrong with that? I don't know. But with you, it seems like, at least with those two characters, it's just your voice. Maybe, slight, you know, slightly little bits of um, changes to make it fit the character more. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Do you, have you experimented with different voices? Yeah, well, you know, for those two, um, I definitely, you know, they they feel different from how I normally speak to me. I know that in reality they're very, very similar to how I speak. But um, John Benjamin, for instance, who plays Archer, and then he's also Bob on Bob's Burgers, <clears throat> his voice is very recognizable. And yeah. But, yeah, I do a – there's a show called My Friend Superman, I think it's called, that's either out or coming out an animated show where I, I definitely do some different vocal stuff. And then I, I, I've done a number of animated things over the years, including Nature Cat, which is, you know, up like a PBS uh, kids show where I, I do different voices, you know. But for the main things, like – Art, like Archer and Rick and Morty, I'm, I'm, I'm just a variation of this voice. 
It looks like you're in kind of a recording studio. Are you? I am. I'm in my my voice booth. Um, I'm I, like I'm set up for good audio in here, but not necessarily great video, <laughs> as you can see. But is this where you record your voice uh, voiceovers for the shows, or do you go to somewhere else? The only ones I record from here are um, Family Guy and American Dad, which I have like recurring parts on. Um, but for Rick and Morty and Archer and everything else, I go out into a studio. This is mostly I do auditions in here, actually. So mm. who who are you in Family Guy? Um, I am Doug in Family Guy. Stewie's one of Stewie's nemesises. <laughs> nemeses. <laughs> and Peter, That's he's so Peter awesome. Griffin as well. <laughs> no, I'm not Peter. <laughs> yeah, do the Peter uh, voice. Do the Peter <laughs> voice. <laughs> um, what I was gonna say is, I think that you have done a really commendable job at something that I really want with my life, where it seems like you've taken multiple things that you. Or either, I don't know if you're passionate about, I guess I can't speak on your passions, but stuff that you're good at and you've done many different directions, kind of in the same way, like the artist, Tyler, the creator, he's a musician and he also does the videography for all of his music videos. And he also has like a clothing line, you know what I mean? So like, uh, what do you, like, uh, when I say this, I'm talking about like you do comedy, obviously you worked with SNL, you've done on screen, like physically, like real life talent work. And then you've also done a lot of voice work. Um, I guess my question is, where do you think you find the most fun, like, now? What is your favorite? My favorite thing is still definitely doing on camera. Um, mm -hmm. I love doing the voiceover. I feel very lucky that I get to do it and do so much of it, especially on shows that are as well-written as, as Rick and Morty and Archer are. Um, but, yeah, I still, I still love being with other actors because all of those shows – most voiceover work for animated shows is done individually, you know, separately, yeah. which is great for efficiency and time and all that. But, you know, it's it's fun if you're doing an on-camera thing, a movie or TV show, to, to be there with the other people and enjoy that camaraderie, you know, and get to get to know people. And that's that's the most fun to me. Yeah, kind of like the what movie that has just recently released, Senior Year, um, if you want to talk about that a little bit. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sure. Yeah. Well, I did. A, I did this movie a couple of summers ago in Atlanta called Senior Year. It stars Rebel Wilson. Um, it's been on on Netflix for a while, but we just got nominated for People's Choice Award for Comedy Movie of 2022. So, if you want to go to uh, what is it? Vote PCA. I think. Um, uh, vote PCA dot vote. com. Yeah, but I'd rather that than like a virus or something. It turned out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, go to this address. <laughs> You'll find a surprise there. You might not like it. But, um, but yeah, if anybody wants to vote for senior year, that would be great. Yeah, everybody vote sure. for senior year because senior year is the only one that has had somebody on banter. So there you go. That's enough of an <laughs> argument for me. <laughs> uh, we can say we had a People's Choice Award winner. Yeah, there we go. That's right. Yeah, right That's now right. nominee. No, it doesn't sound as cool as winner, though. So we're going to have to fight for that. It doesn't. <laughs> Thank you. Please fight for it. You said that a lot of the time the voice acting you do, it, it's solo. 
So how how does that work? So like let's say like the first person like there has to be someone that does like the voice acting like completely by themselves without like hearing a voice like talk back to them. Um, how does that work? Like isn't it like much much more difficult to try and like you know sound like like you're talking in a conversation without hearing you know the the voice that's actually gonna be portrayed in the show like talking back to you. Well, you know what what usually happens with that is that whoever is directing me in the session. Either they or somebody else part of the production team will read the other character's lines. Um, but even that, that's only if there's like a lot of back and forth between two people because it definitely helps to mm-hmm. have that other person reading with mm-hmm. you. But a lot of the lines are just kind of one-offs or said in the middle of a much bigger sort of scene. And you just do those a few times on your own. You Maybe somebody reads you in um, with the other character's lines and then you do it yourself a few different times. But, um, you know, also, you know, with these characters, um, with Rick and Morty and Archer, I, I know what the other voices sound like almost, almost always. And, yeah. you know, I can sort of imagine how they're going to say it or react. And then the people who, the person who's reading with me, um, you know, they know the show very well too. So, Do you have hmm. like um, any favorite moments or something interesting that an average viewer wouldn't know from voice record, voice recording or voice acting on Archer or um, Rick and Morty um, that you think is cool? The only behind-the-scenes stuff is if we go to Comic-Con or something, you know, and uh, and get liquored up together. Um, yeah, Comic-Con's so got to be that's... wild for you. <laughs> it's, it's it's really fun, you know. This this year, w- it was glad we were able to go back to it, but it was a little more subdued than what it has been in the past. Like, we didn't go out to the floor and do signings like we usually do, which mm. was a bit of a bummer, but, you know, trying to be COVID-safe and all that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we like we like each other, and it's fun when we get to see each other, um, and I, that's for both casts. And you know, it's it's nice to hang out and go have dinner and all of that. But when we're when the recording is going on, it's it's kind of straight ahead. There's no there's not too much not too much uh, in the way of hijinks or, or, <laughs> or silly uh, stuff. In the booth, <laughs> say the lines and leave, right? Nothing special. Kind of, kind of. Yeah, D- something disappointing. Like that. Answer. Catch I was up. expecting there to be some crazy <laughs> behind-the-scenes stuff. Just make something up for us at that point. <laughs> sure. Well, usually I record naked, um, <laughs> and so that gives the engineer a nice surprise. You know, that's awesome. What What do you see? Is like, do you notice like differences in in recording for from one to the other? Uh, whether it be Archer, Rick and Morty, or like any of the other projects you've worked on. Um, you know, usually. It's it's usually a, uh, kind of in the same mode for all of them as long as you as long as your engineer knows what they're doing you know your audio engineer um, which they almost always do and the people on the other end you're usually you know it used to be they'd be out in the control room but now they're usually on Zoom or if not always on on Zoom like with an iPad um, which in some ways is like kind of more intimate because like you're you're looking at, at a good shot of their face whereas if they're in the booth they're like you know way off in the distance kind of behind glass. Um, but they're all roughly, you know, the same. Um, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of just like once you, once everybody understands what they're doing and what the show is, some, some people give more direction than others on a show. And and there are a number of things that I do guest star parts on where I might be more likely to get a little more guidance or direction, but, um, it's, it's all kind of roughly. Do you prefer the guidance or would you rather it be a little bit more hands-free? When it's when it's good, which it usually is, yeah. uh, I like to I like to have it because you know I'll I'll have my own instincts about what I should do with a line, but 
you know, somebody else is going to have some other ideas that might be better than mine or might be, you know, work in conjunction with, with what I'm thinking of. So I, li- I like getting good direction, yeah. uh, whether it's just voiceover or on camera. I, I haven't seen Archer in a while, but thinking about it, I think Cyril and um, Jerry are somewhat similar, right? Or am I they wrong? are a little bit. No. So no, they are. Now I'm thinking about it. Is are you like them too in real life? <laughs> <laughs> um, they're th- those kind of guys who are you know kind of put upon and insecure. Um, I I, I can definitely relate to that. Um, they're <laughs> definitely in my wheelhouse, you know. Um, but uh, I I I try to be sort of more confident than they are most of the time. I am, but uh, but yeah, there's. If it was both of them and you, and all three of you are in a ring. And it's free for all, gloves off, fight to the death. Do you think you're taking them? You know what? I think actually Cyril would win. Okay. Um, not but, Jerry. Because Cyril, not Jerry. Definitely not Jerry. <laughs> I could take Jerry for sure. No, but um, I don't know. I don't think I could take Cyril. Cyril's a lot. He's he's better built than I am, you know. And he's he's trained to be an agent too, a yeah. secret agent. <laughs> I guess I didn't think that through too much, but you know what? Fair enough. Uh, let's talk about for for a second um, SNL. What what um what got you to joining SNL and like what what did you do like what was when did you realize that that's like the career path that you wanted to take I guess because I feel like a lot of people whenever they, like SNL is kind of that I think in the in the world of like writing and in comedy SNL is kind of that like I made it moment for a lot of people. It definitely is. It definitely is because most of the people that come on the show don't, you know, aren't really known quantities up until getting on the show. Um, so for me, it came out of uh, the Groundlings Comedy Theater here in L.A. Um, it's sketch comedy, improv. And so I was performing there in their main show, and Talent Scout saw me and uh, and then asked for some tape from my agent, which I had some stuff. You know, I'd done a lot of guest star parts on different shows and things. And then they flew me out to New York to audition, and thankfully the audition went very well, and uh, and that's how I got it, you know. And I didn't I didn't necessarily think I would be on it. I, I wasn't planning on it, but I was I was obviously very thrilled when I was. Really? So you, that was never like the plan for you? Well, not not the plan. I guess I kind of thought my route would be via sitcoms. Um, and also because SNL had looked at me once before that I knew about, and and I hadn't gotten it then, so I thought, oh well, that's that that was my shot. It's okay. I'll 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 do the sitcom thing. Hopefully, you know. Yeah. Um, but then when they came back around, I was I was very surprised, and I was both delighted and terrified. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> What's that like? Your your first your first few like weeks at SNL? Because I I feel like it's kind of like a pretty intense situation. It is a little bit. You know, it helps to have. Um, some experience um, mm. being on TV, being on stage, and all that. I found I was in I was in the cold open of my first show, which was Cameron Diaz was the host. But it was uh, uh, I think John Goodman was in there, and and uh, it was it was a lot of cast members. And then I played this guy Kenneth Starr, who had been involved in the Clinton investigation uh, many many years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you know it was I. I it was it was a little you know I was a little nervous but I'd been on stage plenty and I'd been on television enough so you know it was like okay I can handle this I can handle this you know yeah and it went all right but awesome. the, the background I'd had up to then really I felt prepared me you know? <clears throat> okay so I feel like it's so you're okay here's here's the next such section then what I would ask is um that you joined SNL in 1998 unless I am wrong that's that, that that's when right? I started yeah okay 
Yeah. When um now it's 2022. If somebody was attempting to try to become like get to that spot, maybe become like a comic and get into writing, like what what do you think the avenue would be now? Do you think it would still be like trying to make it through SNL, trying to is that the next angle for people still? I mean, I think SNL, you know, continues to be really relevant. Um and I, I think it still has a, a good audience, maybe even better than when I was on the show. Um, I think that's a great thing if you can make it on to SNL. That's amazing, you know. Um, you know, and, and I, 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 went to, I went to drama school. You know, I did the whole acting thing. That sort of started with that. And then going to the Groundlings Theater, going through their classes was kind of like getting a, going through a master's program. Um, and then, you know, getting to... I did like student films. I kind of just did everything I could. So um, what you can do now, obviously, thanks to the Internet and YouTube and everything else, is you can you can make your own content and put that out there, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is partly how I think Andy Samberg um, got to be on the show. He and Akiva Schaefer and Yorma Taccone, you know, had their lo- the Lonely Island, which they still do. And. You know, they were making content before they got on the show, and yeah. and that's part of how they got noticed, I think. So if you were to restart right now, you're at the beginning again, and you were trying to get to the same end goal, uh, not even, yeah, just get to the same spot that you are now, right? Where where How would you go about doing that, would you say? I'd, I'd probably still, I'd do a lot of it the same. I might, you know, make more of an effort to create my own stuff you know and 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 shoot it and put it out there into the world Uh, because when I was starting out that wasn't really an option I mean YouTube YouTube didn't really become a thing until like my last year that I was on SNL um, 2005 2006 yeah Um, you know and even then it was still kind of just like the foundations of what it is now yeah Yeah, that was was baby YouTube (laughs) baby YouTube (laughs) it was just cat videos (laughs) it was cat videos and then you know I think we did a we did this video lazy Sunday me and Andy Samberg and Akiva and Yorma and that I think that helped you know I think that helped YouTube you know um, because it it got it got passed around a lot you single-handedly created YouTube basically (laughs) I thank you for saying that I appreciate you acknowledging that I think that's what you were trying to uh, say I was just getting it out for you no, um, you, you got it right. You got it right. And I'm, I'm, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for my check. So, <laughs> do you have any um, favorite lines from either like, Rick and Morty or Archer that, you, that are like very memorable for you? Uh, Jerry has a line in one of the episodes uh, where he screams to the heavens, "I am the Jesus Christ of Christmas." <laughs> um, and uh, that is awesome. And then, <laughs> How, so when you're looking at the script and you see that for the first time, like, what do you think? <laughs> I don't even understand. Like, oh my god! Well, they make a little chuckle to yourself. And you're like, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it kind of is. It's just like, oh, I love it. I, I mean, I mean, because I know the scripts are always going to be good and, and and I mean, great. And so it's fun to see what they have for me. Do you ever see the script and want to make a change to it? And do they let you change it? Because you are the character, technically. Um, so I don't know. I feel like I, I have no experience with, with your kind of job, but I would imagine you kind of feel a connection with the character and perhaps you say to the writers, mm, I don't think it would be like this. I think it'd be more like this. Or does that, do you just take the script as it is? I mostly take the script as it is because, you know, it's like, it's half me and it's half the writing, if not more the writing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and the writing is so good that, you know, if, if there's a few words that we want to 
switch around or, or you know change it a little bit but I've never read a script and been like oh that's oh, I don't like that I've got a much better idea you know because there's so much work <laughs> there's so much work that goes into it before I ever even see it yeah. you know it's like it's pitched as an idea way back and they figure it out and then they write it and then they rewrite it and they punch up the jokes and you know so much work goes into it before I ever see it so it's it's not it's not the kind of thing where I'm like oh yeah I can I can I'm gonna make this better you know um my question was like I've seen like a bunch of like stuff about or not a bunch but like a few times where a bunch of people who who do voice acting or and are working on a show will just have some fun and just like just like say like ludicrous stuff and just like joke about and um, make characters like say stupid things uh, i was wondering if you've ever have, ever had like an experience like that um well there, there's sometimes points in a in a recording where there'll be like an everybody line like all the different characters sort of talk at once and so there's a lot of kind of freedom around that because it's you know sometimes the lines are put down there but there's a lot of freedom to to kind of go crazy i mean the person who does that the most and the best is justin roiland um because so much of i think what he does on the show he I mean, it's written and he follows the script, but he he also just improvises so freaking well. It's you know, it's amazing, and he'll just he'll. I haven't I haven't really I don't know that I've ever seen him do it, but I just you know I've I've heard about it, and then I sort of see the end result, and so I was like, oh yeah, I can I can see how Justin sort of was making that up on the fly, you know. Um, <laughs> but awesome. uh, I'm 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 not I'm not as good as he is that way. I think you know. So you've never improvised a line. Yeah, yeah, like in the every the everyone lines or if if there's something that comes to me, you know, n- nobody's so like serious about it that they're going to be like how dare you. Um so yeah, if something happens to to come to me, if I get inspired, I might add something or say something in a different way. But I I don't ask me to tell you what it is cuz I I will not remember. <laughs> Do you think it's very important for somebody that wants to get into the profession that you're in to live in Los Angeles? It certainly helps, you know, if what you want to do is is be in television or movies um, or probably even voiceover for that matter. I mean, so so much of it happens here. Mm-hmm. I mean, after I was after I was done on SNL in 2006, I was I was going to stay there because I had a great place in Soho that I loved and, and I love New York. But I just realized I was missing out on, like, table reads and certain auditions and things that they weren't necessarily going to fly me out to audition for. But, um, you know, and then now everything's on everything now is a self-tape, even though it's video. So, I mean, I guess you could really audition from anywhere, but it, it helps to be kind of where the action is. No, I, think, I yeah, definitely. I, I'd say so. I think um, I recently just got a place in L.A. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, because I visit it and then every time i visit it feels like i just the entire week is just dedicated to just non-stop oh actually funnily enough i went to my first ever red carpet premiere not too long ago and it was actually for a movie that you were in chippendale rescue rangers oh, i was i was there i was there at that too so. wait what the heck Oh my gosh! And you you probably dodged me because you're like, God, I'm gonna have to talk to this kid pretty soon. <laughs> no, pretty soon. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I, I I whoever was there, whoever there was on the carpet interviewing people, I would talk to them. You know, so. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it was it was such a cool experience to me. I I wasn't sure what to expect from that movie because I'm I'm a massive Who Framed Roger Rabbit fan, and oh, yeah. uh, this looked yeah. like it was attempting to be like this generation's Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Um, in certain ways. Uh. And I was worried I was going to hate it because I also love Chip and Dale as an, as like characters. And sure. I went into it being like, oh, my God, am I going to have to pretend to like this in front of all these people that made it? 
<laughs> um, yeah. I don't know why that's the stuff I stress about. And then I watch it, and it was amazing. I thought it was a really good movie. Um, yeah. I, what, I what, is, yeah. what is like, the thing that you're most proud of so far in your career? I mean, there were a lot of sketches on SNL that I feel um, proud to have either co-created or just been a part of. Um, and then the character Dr. Spachiman on 30 Rock, um, that material, the, the lines that I was given for that were also just so extraordinary. Um, and that and that character, in a, among a certain group of people, continues to sort of live on and have you know finds finds new audience members for Thirty Rock, and it's because it still holds up, I think. Um, so those those are the two that come to mind. But you know, I'm I'm really, <laughs> I mean, when you have a show that's as well written as Rick and Morty or a show like Archer that's as well written as that, you know, you just feel lucky and grateful and thankful to to get to do such wonderful material, you know. If you had to pick Rick and Morty or Archer, you can only continue one of them. Which are you picking? Um, gosh, I don't know if I could pick. I mean, I've been doing Archer, you know, for over 13 years, and then I've been doing Rick and Morty for, I don't know, maybe seven? It's, mm-hmm. it's been a long time since we did the pilot. Um, but, I, yeah, I don't, know. I don't know if I could pick. I, they're both so fun to do, and they both have such sort of serious fan bases, you know, people who love the show so much. Do you um do you ever see yourself like writing like your own show in the way of like like coming together from uh you know all of these experiences that you've had on shows whether it be like voice acting seeing the writing on your own way do you ever see like you being like no this is my turn now Well uh you know I am I'm in the early stages of trying to develop something with some some friends of mine who are screenwriters um a television idea and uh yeah, I mean, I it was my original idea and we're, you know, we're we're trying to find a producer for it and so that's that's something that's going on. They're kind of the more the heavy hitter writers. I'm going to contribute, but um they're the they're the real pro writers, but yeah, I've got I've got a lot of ideas that I've already brought to it and and we'll continue to if we're able to to keep um working on it. So, that is something that you're doing in the future. And then other things could be uh, you know, continuing on with comedy, continuing on with voice acting, because you, you've dabbled into so many different areas. Where do you see, like, future you? Like, what do you want to focus on now in your in your head, like, in the next five, ten years? Like, where do, where do you see yourself direction going? Well, I mean, I would really, I would really love to see that show happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that would be amazing uh, to get to make that and, and do it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, short of that, I'd love to get on, you know, like a good half hour single camera sitcom again um which because as a form that's something i really love to do and then i love i love getting to do movies too it's you know it's sometimes it's in la and sometimes it's in new york or atlanta or wherever so that's kind of a fun thing to go you know immerse yourself in for a little while um i just finally got on instagram <laughs> i'm kind of really kind of late <laughs> to the game <laughs> just a little oh wow <laughs> Yeah, yeah, slightly. That's okay. Yeah, little, do you have, do you have a, a TikTok? Late. I feel like you would explode on TikTok. Uh, I don't have a TikTok. You got to work on that. Are you allowed to use your voice? Because like your voice is your voice, but it's also the voices of characters. Are you allowed to use your voice for like other purposes? I, I don't know, like the legality of things. Like if you wanted to make a TikTok and be like, imagine your TikTok was focused around jerry from rick and morty saying things that jerry from rick and morty wouldn't usually say you know um like right, imagine right. a tiktok account where rick and morty um 
where Jerry says very explicit things, would Rick and Morty get <laughs> mad at you for this? Or like, are you allowed to have free reign over that kind of thing? They might. I mean, that's that's the kind of thing where I'm, I would be, you know, dancing a bit of a line. I think um, because so much of what Jerry is 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 in the is in the script is in the words. Mm. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't know that Adult Swim would be too happy about me putting Jerry out there like that, saying <laughs> filthy stuff. You know? Yeah. What if it was just you though doing it? Because technically, your voice is Jerry. Like it's just you saying it though. Like would they still get mad at you? Do you think? Yeah, I mean, but also it's not something I really would want to do because, you you know, you want to sort of cultivate a certain image for yourself, a certain brand, if you will, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you don't want to be Mr. Foulmouth, you know, saying crappy stuff, you know. I mean, I'll, I I definitely talk filthy, but I'm not <laughs> necessarily going to go on TikTok and, you know, so and you shout it all out. For... How do we know you're not lying to us? <laughs> Are you um, trying to get well, them when to I... talk filthy to you? What is this? What's going on here? <laughs> it's like I hear the sirens call, talking <laughs> filthy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the filthy talk was just an example, but it could be like anything. Because um, I don't know the, the legality of it. Something that's just, I just thought about because it is your voice, but then you also use that voice for their IP, if that's the right word. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I think it would. It would. Like, it probably come down that. to like how he was. If he were to do that, I feel like it would come down to how he was, like, portraying it. Like, if he was saying he was Jerry from Rick and Morty saying uh, said things, obviously, he's, you know, um, I think that's where it would be in trouble. Versus if he was just saying explicit things and people knew he was the voice actor from Rick and Morty, then I feel like they wouldn't be able to be mad at that. Yeah, I, th- I think that's I think that's accurate. I mean, as, as long as I'm not representing the show and doing you know, ridiculous stuff that's that's just sort of foul and not funny or whatever. You know, it's fine. I just you know, yeah, it's that that's that's where I think it brushes up against what, you know, the creators mm. would be less than happy with, you know. Do you like anime? I I have I've watched um and read well, read manga and, and watched definitely some anime over the years, but I'm I'm way, way behind on it. Like the last thing I think I saw in the theater was Ghost in the Shell too. I mean I, I just feel like you're such a large part of like American like Western cartoons a little bit more. So I was just curious. Because I, I, I'm like obsessed with all things animation to be honest. Like I, I have like a big collection of um like VHS tapes that have recordings of like a day of Cartoon Network and like stuff like that from like 2006 and like 2004 wow. and like just stuff like that because I, I I don't know that's what I like, grew up on so it's like fun to see it with all the old commercials and all that. Um, no, that's awesome. I and I love the old commercials too. Yeah, I know what you mean about that. Commercials are, are just getting worse. Right, are we gonna be honest? It, I agree. Commercials suck now. <laughs> <laughs> We need we need you to step in on commercials. I step in when they let me, you know. <laughs> hey, if you guys are listening and you're creating commercials, you know, Chris Parnell would like in for lots of money. We'll be the major. We'll exactly. take 10%. <laughs> yeah. Each, to be clear. But <laughs> you know, I was the voice of the uh I don't know if you ever saw the progressive uh, insurance commercials with the, the the talking box, but that was me. You know, um, I was about to say, all commercials are getting worse except for the progressive box. That's what I was going <laughs> to say just now. And then, you, yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> good save, good save. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is your favorite, what is your favorite, um, like, do you, do you enjoy, like, cartoons beyond what you're a part of yourself? Um, you know, I have... I've got two young sons. I got an eight-year-old and a five-year-old, and mm-hmm. 
they take up a, a lot of time, which yeah. is great. They're wonderful. They're my children. Um, so I don't, I don't find myself getting to watch that much television. The last thing that I finished watching was uh, The Rings of Power, um, which I really enjoyed. Um, okay. And then, and then, you know, I'm watching the Amy Inside Amy Schumer because I've. I'm in a couple of episodes, one or two episodes of that this season, um, which was also really fun to do. Um, but yeah, I haven't, I don't, the only animation I tend to see is like whatever my, my kids are watching, mm. you know, and my son goes, right now he's watching, I think he's rewatching Teen Titans Go, and then my younger son, you know, he still loves Sesame Street. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Has Has your kids watched the cartoons that you're in? Damien, my older son, has definitely seen some Peabody and Sherman's, and he enjoyed those. I was I was Mr. Peabody in the TV show um, mm-hmm. that was out for a little while. Um, and then I also do voices on Nature Cat, which they will sometimes sort of pick up pick up on that, that that it's me. I do sometimes narrator voices, and then sometimes I'm characters like this this guy Houston and Sir Galahad, these, these different little animal characters that I am. Um, so they they enjoy it when they when they pick that up. You know, I've just looked up the uh, the rating for Rick and Morty, and it's a fourteen. So I'm assuming they haven't seen that one yet. Um, do you do you plan on letting them see that when they're when they're quite a bit older? You know, I think it will depend on. I mean, I would think it would probably be fourteen or younger. Um, you know, it it just depends mm-hmm. on how mature I feel like they get. You know, and if they're ready yeah. for that kind of material if they're ready to hear their dad say that they're the jesus christ of christmas <laughs> well that's fine i mean I, i'll say that anytime but um that's awesome you know have you ever done that with someone where you've shown them some of your work without saying it's you and then they realize it's you um i think the only thing i've done is that maybe we'll show an episode of something to my wife um and not let her know that i'm in it and she'll be pleasantly surprised you know Um, but she usually knows what i'm working on so it's hard to surprise her you know yeah that's what happened with me when i researched the other day and saw you in ultra i was like oh my god it all makes sense it was i recognized like the voice it's it matches up (laughs) life finally had meaning for you i get it yeah exactly (laughs) i was awakened (laughs) i i think that's probably a good point to kind of wrap um chris uh where where would you like people to go if they want to support you in the best ways possible for you? What would you say? Um, well, I'm I'm Mr. M R Chris Parnell, Mr. Chris Parnell on Instagram, and and that's kind of the the main place I am, you know, uh, okay. social media wise. So before we leave, there's just one more thing. Yes. 